0: As we get got the microphone, good morning, it's, uh, it's Gary Morris from the DLC Group Head Office. Uh, for all of you joining us on the West Coast, good morning. And for those of you joining us on the East Coast, uh, good afternoon. I am incredibly uh, honored today and, and proud to uh, host this uh, Zoom call with a, a dear friend of mine, but, uh, but way more importantly, someone who has had an a, uh, incredible impact on, on the way we do business, the way we operate, uh, the way we lead. Um, probably one of the most inspirational and helpful people uh, you know, that I've come across in, in many, many years. Uh, my guest today, Darren Hardy, obviously is the, uh, for those who don't know, the former editor and owner of Success Magazine. He has interviewed and, and featured uh, you know, most of the world's greatest and most iconic business leaders, including Mr. Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and and so many more. He is also the uh, best-selling author of two of my favorite books, The Compound Effect and The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Uh, and I think what Darren does best, uh, better than, than any other uh, you know, person in his field out there is I think that uh, he really, really is one of the foremost uh, experts on, on leadership and building uh, you know, top performers. Darren from San Diego, good morning. And uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us today.
1: Yes, good morning delighted to be with you and your uh, illustrious team it's great
0: yeah yeah we have uh, there's about 2,000 of us on this call today dare and uh, you know a lot of them are uh, our mortgage professionals and and you know uh, some of our owners and and their uh, invited guests and we've been you know talking up this this interview over the last couple weeks and we know it isn't something that you normally do so uh, just on behalf of all of us again thank you very much so let me jump right in, Derek. Just, uh, I know with you, it's all about uh, preparation and trying to deliver as much as possible and influences as, as many people. And, you know, we are in crazy times right now. I mean, this COVID-19 crisis uh, is unlike uh, anybody else has seen and it's uncharted waters for so many of us. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on on where we are today with the COVID-19 crisis and maybe put into perspective on if if and how this could be different from any other crises we've been through or periods of strife
1: yeah so first off uh good on you for for, for doing this gary for uh stepping up and and being a leader and, and helping people um, you know that's kind of what what we're about at this point right now i was explaining to to you before like you know this is what we're built for you know we help people like you uh through times like this through uh famine and fortune and so um anyway i just think this is amazing of what you're what you're putting together for your network um, so I'm feeling a few things. One, I'm feeling scared. Um, I'm feeling fascinated and I'm feeling excited. So let me, let me explain. So uh, first off, scared. And I'm not scared for me and I'm not scared for my team, but I'm scared for the 32 million business owners that there are just even within, you know, the United States uh, and, and, and then you in- include all of North America. Um, half those uh, small business owners are going to get wiped out from this crisis, Um, I mean, just clobbered. The other half are gonna struggle and they're gonna struggle for a long time. Um, I think what happens as Buffett said, when the tide goes out, you get to see who has been swimming naked. There's a lot of people who have have been skating on thin ice uh, and this only accelerated a little bit of their reality. You know, I think that the weak are gonna get washed out and and the fortunes are gonna go to the strong. Um, So there will be that small percentage that we call the exception that this is going to be boom times this these are going to be th- times that they will thrive so but i am scared for the majority of those that are out there right now uh, so that's number one number two is i'm fascinated i'm, I'm fascinated to watch human behavior uh mm-hmm. we all know that crisis doesn't create character but it, it reveals character and we're getting a chance to see how the character of our fellow uh uh species is uh you know really is I, I would spend some time with chris voss the the hostage negotiator, and he said, "You know, uh, nobody rises, they just drop back to their previous highest level of preparation, they drop back to their, their base defaults. And so we're seeing a lot of people when presented with crisis that are, that are dropping back to their base defaults. And so here's, I read an article that kind of outlined what some of the current trends were about our behavior. And this is what most people are doing is they're doubling down on their worst habits. I mean, liquor sales are up (laughs) 75%, wine sales are up 66%, beer 42%, Um, cannabis use is at an all-time record high, porn traffic consumption is up 6.4%, television streaming is higher now than it's ever been in its history, gaming platforms are breaking the internet because of the bandwidth requirements and, and people are exercising less, they're eating more crap food, and then everybody... Thinks it's funny to talk about the COVID fifteen, the fifteen pounds that they're that they're accumulating <laughs> when they're in isolation, which in which is the most ridiculous thing. I, I I mean it, it 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 fascinates me and it frustrates me because this is our crisis. This is the crisis of our lifetime. I mean, my grandfather went to freaking war. I mean he he was twenty years old climbing upon a plane and flying into the dark through the Pacific Theater where half his his friends never made it back because they were killed at war. And our our great battle cry is to go sit on our couch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's that's our great responsibility is to do nothing. And um, so you know, Jim Rohn always would say that time either promotes you or expose you exposes you and a crisis just accelerates that. So I think that the, the weak are going to get washed out and the forces and, and the are going to go to the to the strong. So that's number two is by my fascination. The last is that I am more excited now than I've been in a really long time, Gary, authentically. I mean, that small percentage that will thrive um, are going to be those that skate to where the puck is going, not where the puck has been because the the economy and world and culture and society as we knew it is over. It is a... A new norm. We're not going back to normal. We're going into a whole new norm. There was a pre 9 11 world and then there was a post 9 11 world. There will be a pre COVID 19 world and there will be a post COVID 19 world. And they will look very differently and it will expose a tremendous number of uh, new opportunities that didn't exist a few months ago. You know, Charles Darwin is famous for the The quote, you know, survival, the fittest, but he said it is not the strongest of the species that survives and it's not the most intelligent of the species that survives. It's the most adaptable to change that survives and will thrive. And that's true of this upcoming economy. I mean, I don't know about Canada, but I think you guys kind of have have uh, uh, coincided along with this, but in the history of the United States, we've endured 47 recessions or depressions in our short history. And we will survive through this and and, and most certainly some will will thrive for it and thrive through it. And it will be those that are are planned and prepared. And I believe that this can be the time of greatest opportunity. You can look back ten years from now and and see that this period right here, coming out of Q one, going into Q two and Q three of twenty twenty was the most significant and opportune time of your life you're living through history right now history is being made we will talk about this period of time for generations to come and if i were to put it into winston churchillian terms i would (laughs) say that this is this has the opportunity to be your finest hour but you have to choose to step into it you have to choose to do the work Um, Mike Tyson has a famous quote that says, you know, everybody's tough until they get punched in the mouth. Right. Everybody has gotten punched in the mouth. And I'm talking everybody. The the reality of everybody's existence has just got punched in the mouth. The game board has been shaken. Whoever owned the Monopoly board coming out of the, the first quarter of 2020 no longer owns those properties and it is a new land grab i mean the frontier is 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 wide open in every recession or depression some rise and create absolute fortune some of the greatest companies that exist today were born out of recessions and depression so um the third thing i'm feeling gary is i'm feeling excited is what
0: Mm -hmm. i would say Mm -hmm. you know amazing an amazing uh you know explanation of some of those emotions it's you know, we often talk about uh, mindset and and the mindset that we have to have and to, you know, just navigate and and sort of accelerate. And, you know, can you just kind of like talk about mindset and how you think people should be viewing, uh, you know, this period to position themselves and and navigate through it? I I know, Darren, you know, you you talk often about, you know, sliding and people who have maybe fallen off and got out of the habits that, you know, that they know that, you know, when they practice them, uh, always help them excel. And, and those excuses are, are typically, uh, you know, because of, of the, you know, they say if you're dead, if you, you know, you're, you're, you're in your head, you're dead, right? Can you talk about mindset and, and how we can navigate through this period? The people around you are always watching you.
1: I mean, we're a social tribe species. We learn by observational learning, by mimicking those around us, particularly those that are in positions of, of authority. Uh, but now more than ever, right? When people are scared, um, they look to those that, Uh, are supposed to be in positions of, of, of authority and right now the people around all of those that are on this webinar for sure uh those people are are watching you and they're watching how you feel they watch how you are thinking and how you're acting and behaving and everybody in your industry right now in your company in your community and in your family is experiencing the same thing they're experiencing uncertainty they're experiencing fear they're experiencing worry and For the most part a lot of them are experiencing paralysis as a result of that and so they're watching you and right now they're counting on you and to now's the time to 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 step up and step out in front you know to be that calm center and to inspire hope um you need to be that that beacon of light that that illuminates the path forward you know Mm. right now there's a lot of darkness in people's minds and consciousness and and expectations about the future and and you've got to be that light that illuminates the path the path forward so there's a couple of things Gary in particular about mindset number one is is that you have to protect and feed your mind now more than ever right I mean the the one organ most responsible for your physical health the the one organ most responsible for physical health is not your heart it's not your nervous system it's your brain and If your brain is weakened by stress and depression and hopelessness and helplessness, uh, it will have consequences on your immune system and make you more susceptible to this thing that everybody's afraid of physically. So I I know that people think that it's okay to keep up on the COVID-19 news as if they're going to learn something new, but it is is not okay. Right. 99%. 0.9999% of the the crap that you're ingesting you can't do anything about you've gotten your instructions isolate your ass that's it wash your damn hands don't don't touch your face (laughs) that's all you got to do right I mean you don't need to know any more information than that you don't need to be up on who what latest famous persons just contracted or the latest death count or uh, Trump's latest briefing musings you don't need any of that I mean I I catch my news From my phone on flipboard sitting on the toilet. It's probably TMI, but I (laughs) figure if I'm gonna ingest crap, I might as well be getting rid of it at the same time. It takes two to three minutes to learn anything that I need to know of what's happening in the world because you can't do anything about most everything it is that you're consuming, but it does injure you. So if you think that it doesn't, have an effect, I'm telling you it does. If if you don't think that it makes you fearful, I'm telling you it does. If you don't think that it constrains your expectations about the future, I'm telling you that it does and it affects your biology, even if you don't think so. So number one is you gotta stop consuming the crap that you can't control. Then you need to feed it what it needs, the nutrition that it needs to run on. And so that is finding voices that you can trust. In times of crisis, leaders rise in times of weakness people gravitate towards strength that's why you know you will see money go back to big cap companies and you know things that they can rely on those the institutions of our society and this is the reason why Gary I just want to say again I am just super proud of what it is that you're doing for your network for your industry stepping into this void and being a resource to help people see the light through the, through the darkness. And that's what people need. You know, people need people like you to step into that step ahead and, and show the, the the way forward. So you, you protect and feed like this organ is sacred and you have to, you have to defend it vigorously at, at every turn. As my my mentor, Jim Rohn would say, you have to stand guard at the doorway of your mind. Right it from anything that could possibly repress it and debilitate it and feed it what it needs in order to help lead the charge forward for those people who are counting on you
0: yeah well thank you again for that I mean it's it's you know it's interesting because we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, educational pieces and a lot of webinars and you know we've been saying to all of our agents and owners uh, more important than ever before now is a time to serve not a time to sell anyone who is opportunistic uh, you know during this timing or is marketing COVID-19 as a strategy to uh, generate business. Uh, those kind of behaviors are going to be remembered for a very, very, very long time. And, you know, uh, we've been sharing as much as, our, you know, much as we can uh, of our resources. And, you know, one thing that I've been talking about to our network is, is look at this time as a real gift. I mean, you know, you have, uh, I'm getting more done at home because I'm less distracted than I ever have before, I am just powering through uh, content and and curriculum, and so much of it is on on personal development and a reflection of you know the habits uh, that I perform day in day out, and you know uh, we've talked about that a lot in the past, Darren. But um, you know it's so much about personal development. Be, be, before we sort of get into where we would start and and some suggestions for all of our our viewers today, uh, I'd like to get your opinion on how you think the COVID-19 is going to change the world as we see it, the world going forward. How is it going to change how we communicate, uh, how we operate our businesses, uh, what habits, what new habits are we developing right now? Because they're all changing sitting at home, as, as you said, and, and for many of us, uh, you know, for the worse, you know, we're using this as an excuse to just, you know, batten down the hatches and ride this thing out, which is the exact opposite of what we should be doing. So what do you see as the biggest changes once we are through this and what are the steps that we should do to prepare for them so that we don't find ourselves sliding further down that slippery slope
1: so uh, I don't know whether I mentioned this or not but you know I adversity creates great clarity right you know through crisis things get a lot simplified and one thing for us at Darren Hardy LLC is this this crisis has, has clarified things it's who we are and 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 as I mentioned to you maybe previously, you know, we see ourselves as in the healthcare business. And while there are many other professionals that are out there that are very uh, adept and equipped to help you with your physical health, we're here to help people with their mental health. And then coming out of this crisis to help them with their financial health, because undoubtedly we will we will have to hustle to uh, find our way. What's coming economically? Um, you know, crisis, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times by now, but you know, the the Chinese characters for crisis is danger and opportunity. And so with crisis comes both of those. And so our our job here is to help navigate and mitigate through the danger and then find the way to take most advantage of the opportunities that will be before us, because they will be massive opportunities uh, as we go forward. So uh, I've gotten a lot of 911 calls from, from people like you and other CEO and top business leaders who are looking for solutions about what to do. And so like what I'm doing is like, what are the important questions leaders right now need to be asking themselves in order to mitigate and move around the dangers and, and plan and prepare for the big comeback that's coming out of this crisis and to right. break through Right, the breakthrough after the outbreak, right? And and so like I'm holding it next uh, next week. That's walking every business leader through those ten questions, so they can find solutions. Um, but on the macro level, to answer your question, there's 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 five trends that I see sort of to reveal themselves that I think everybody watching right now should start thinking about very specifically about how it it translates to what they what they do and how they start planning their way forward. So let me just kind of walk through those five macros. number one is is um, now it's gonna be the time for new ideas new models new products new solutions it will never be easier and it'll never be more readily received um, than coming out of uh, turbulent times because during turbulent times that's when people are looking for something new they're looking for something novel in fact if it's an old problem if it's an old solution it's not as relevant like a new solution is actually more relevant Right. coming out of crisis than the old ones are they're more valued they feel more current um so like when i first got into real estate i was brand new to real estate coming into the 19 early 1990s re, through the 1990s recession and so i was the first guy in order to do short sales and made relationships with banks to handle their short sales and as a result of it I had a unique selling proposition that none of my veteran experienced competitors did and it gave me prominence and it gave me a, a massive advantage in the marketplace. So they I, I think, what are those new models? What are those new needs that exist for your market that didn't exist 30 to 60 days ago? Right. And how can you be a first mover on uh, addressing those needs for this new reality? The second thing I, I, I see is that there's going to be exponential growth opportunities. We're always looking in a market for two to three X type improvements, but you got to bring your past and it acts as a constraint in order to kind of find those multipliers. Now you got to look only for 10 and 100 X type exponential growth opportunities. And and they're now available now more than ever before because you only can find 10 and 100 X growth opportunities in blue oceans. Well, all of a sudden, I told you the Monopoly board got shaken (laughs) and it's a new open territory now. And so all the open territory is 10 and 100 X growth opportunities. If you stop doing what it was that you were doing before and start looking, get out of the bloody waters that you were fighting in before and start looking for those new blue, blue oceans. Something's been accelerated. I mentioned to you before that. There's a lot, of people are talking about all the restaurants that are gonna go out of business. Look, the reason why the restaurants are gonna go out of business is because they were hanging on by a thread before. I mean, those that only had 16 days worth of cash in the bank and they, you know, they were struggling with hiring the right people and their food was half-assed and mediocre and their place was a little <laughs> bit dirty. They're gonna get wiped out, right. gone. but I guarantee you, the strong ones, that the people who are beloved in the community, they're gonna come back stronger than ever. I, I would say 30% of all restaurants all over the globe are gonna be wiped out. Yeah. That's a minimum. Right? right? And then people are gonna go back to restaurants, trust me, and they're gonna go back in force and the 70% that remains are gonna suck up the rest of the market that did, that no longer exists because of the competition. And I guarantee you, a lot, a lot of people are gonna think a lot harder about getting into the restaurant business going forward. That only strengthens the opportunity for those that were strong before. So um, I, I, again, I just think if, if you, the stronger are gonna thrive in this if, and it's gonna wipe out supply. I would ask people to ask themselves the question, where is the 10 and 100X blue ocean opportunities that are either in your lane or adjacent to your lane or are in a pivot to your using your existing assets? Third macro trend is this whole idea of remote virtual and digital um, is a new reality. There are a lot of people resistant, the the baby boomers and the, the builder generations for doing things digital, but that has all been abolished. They've had to like want to do. We don't do what we should do. We only do what we have to do. Well, a lot of people have had to figure this this out, and in doing so, they were like, "Oh my, actually, it's great! I didn't have to get in a car to have to fight the the commute. I didn't have to go and sit in the waiting room. I could just get this done virtually, and and then go about my life." So that. There will be a whole new acceptance to that, and it will be a whole new consumer habit uh, training uh, uh, around this. I'm, so, like one of our um, elite members that you're a part of, uh, Gary, runs a company called Fetch MD, and and they put doctors in cars and, and send them to you, to your home. Matt, that with that's their business model is basically uh, bringing the doctor to you. They had a telemedicine model, but it was slow to adopt because a lot of their patients they wanted to still see their doctor. They weren't comfortable with just seeing their, their doctor on camera and being pers- being prescribed and diagnosed and so forth. So that model was was really slow, and the regula- the regulations around that were really slow because if there is something that is an old dog, it is all the regulators and all the the, the, the right. established status quo of the medical industry and the Legislators and so forth. Well, with this whole new reality, they had to switch to that right away, okay. and so uh, our friend um, doubled down on his telemedicine model, and now went from only being able to service an area that you could drive doctors to, is now servicing the entire state of Texas, and is now starting to scale across the nation because the adoption the behavior changed right. with the, in the consumer marketplace and in the regular regulatory marketplace Starbucks is going to come out of this stronger than ever and here's the reason why they had 30% of their customers doing their digital transactions you know putting getting a loyalty card putting money on it and then using the card at the cash register that's a huge part of their business is these this digital loyalty. In fact, in 2019, they did 1.6 billion dollars in prepaid deposits on, on loyalty cards. 2018, they had 156 million in breakage income left on those cards, which means people put money on the cards and they never used them. Right, <laughs> that's free money. They didn't even have to they didn't even have to serve coffee for the money. It was literally like like 156 million dollar charity donation. The year before it was 104. The year before that it was 60 million. So if they can get the other 70, holy shit, how much is, how much is that worth to them? So, and, and they're trying out this uh, drive-through only. So they don't even have to go through the expensive design and, and, and real estate. And so you, they could just put these kiosks and drive-through. People didn't want to accept that before, but now it's a whole different consumer behavior. So there's a whole different uh, opportunity. People who were not regular Amazon users, started using it now that they couldn't go to the stores, they're not turning back, right? Mm-hmm. I a, a guy that, that, that has helped gym owners turn their business model to, into virtual gyms, right? And he went from having no business to doing $100,000 in a weekend. So, I mean, we're talking everything. Services that were normally provided in person like counseling or cooking classes are all going uh, uh, virtual. And think about the cost and uh, uh, efficiencies and scaling capabilities that that provides. So I would ask everybody to ask themselves, what changes in consumer behavior in your in, in industry have shifted and how can you respond? How can you take advantage? Even if it's just for efficiency or scale sakes, there's huge opportunities in that adoption process that has just been, it's been accelerated by a hundred years. Like maybe that's too, too far, 50 years, we have accelerated our adoption of technology, virtual, distributed workforces um remote uh all that has been advanced by by 50 years Mm -hmm. so number four the other aspect is convenience see netflix beat blockbuster not because they had better movies convenience they shipped Mm -hmm. them to you in the mail you didn't have to get in your damn car go down there and you know haggle with the 18 year old uh that that was working the cash register get back in your car to to, and then and then pay all the late fees. So they just made it more convenient, that's all they did. Um, digital photography, we know that Kodak is the one who invented it, they had all the patents on it and they, they lost out of, on it because they didn't want to kill their their uh, 90% margin film factory business. And they couldn't see how people would prefer it because they, at, the, uh, at the time, film resolution was it was 10 to 30 million pixel resolution. And digital at the time was like the quality of VGA. It was less quality. What what they didn't anticipate, and this is something Steve Jobs taught us, convenience trumps quality. Right. People preferred the convenience of digital photography even over the quality. And Jobs proved that with the Apple iPod, in fact, that the iPod's music quality was not as good as a CD. But people preferred having a thousand of them in their pocket than they did the quality of the CD. It was the CD. It was good at enough. So convenience is a, is a massive opportunity and advantage. So we saw, you know, Amazon destroy Sears, J.C. Penney's, Macy's, soon Best Buy, um, things like Instacart, DoorDash. They can't hire fast people fast enough, and so forth. So I would ask people to ask themselves what are the innovations in convenience within how you do business or how you deliver business that you should be taking first mover advantage on and then the last one one of my favorites because impact is our first core value here at darren hardy llc is now's the time you can make a bigger contribution in people's lives than ever before before you might have been selling vitamins right which is good for people and you know, and over time, you're going to see the the benefit of our our business model versus others, being part of our network versus others. But right now, you could be a painkiller. People got some serious; they're bleeding. Right. They, they 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 got they got pain, and you can solve it. The it's not about the cost benefits, this feature versus that feature. Right now, right now, you could be providing life-saving solutions. So I would ask you to ask yourselves where can you help the most selling painkillers instead of only selling vitamins and then you know like gary this this event is is part of you doing that it's part of you doing that i mean you could go out all day and be like ah the dlc network is better than that other network because of this reason and that reason and you're going to love us and our people and that's vitamins you know and it's good vitamins are good for you but it's like yeah, okay. I'm I'm, I'm all right. I'm comfortable. I'm good. I mean, the the, the cost of change is too great. Right now, you're providing people painkillers. They got serious problems. You're providing serious answers. You could be a knight in shining armor. Now you couldn't have 60 days ago. So that's what I mean. Inside everybody's individual business, there is that reality where before you were painting the picture of features and benefits. Now people have serious problems and you could be their white knight.
0: Wow, incredible answers, uh, so Darren. I want to translate some of that for uh, you know our brokers and listeners on this call. So number one, when Darren talks about you know the ten x or hundred x of people you know now adopting new technologies, Darren in Canada, we had you know a lot of our you know Canadian institutions, big six Canadian charter banks, and so many of them were slow to adopt simple things like e signature, and they were working on it for the last three, four, five years. Well, miraculously. You know, they can all take them now in the last 14 days. They figured it out in 14 days because of the need for speed. The second thing, how we uh, do business around uh, appraisals and around the rules in each province uh, around know your customer and doing the, the complete mortgage transaction in a 360 loop uh, has accelerated. And now we're doing them, the vast majority of them, you know, uh, virtually without seeing the customer. And, and there are so many brokers that were slow to uh, adopt that. And, and, and the other thing is, is that if you're on this call right now, and if you are listening to Darren, you know, one thing that we have is we have time right now. We, we have more time than we have had. Uh, and as I said earlier, we're all finding more production because we're at home uh, distracted. Use this time to engage yourself in some of those technologies. I'm going to make this, you know, a little bit uh, focused on, on our business But we had a major outage in the Canadian mortgage space where you couldn't send deals to a lender, uh, you know, a few weeks ago for five days. and, And there was two systems and we owned one of the solutions. Well, there's a lot of people in the Canadian mortgage space that weren't signed up to the secondary solution called Velocity, which is, you know, one that we're involved with. And and they only had a single solution. Now is the time to onboard, get to know that. Never you know, put yourself and make yourself exposed uh, again like we you know went through where you had downtime because those that had that solution didn't have any downtime. And it's the same with social media. If you're on this call right now and you've said, oh. I'm too old to you know, learn something new and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And if you aren't using social media and if you aren't engaging on that simple technology, I promise you, as I've said before, you're gonna be chasing the bus rather than, rather than driving the bus. And now we have time and make sure that you use this time to focus on those areas that maybe you haven't got to know well, that you're gonna find that when you, you know, invest the time, it's gonna pay massive dividends. So thank you, Darren. And, and you're right. That is the trigger for so many of us to say, it's about time that, you know, I, I, I make certain that I can never be exposed again, right? Either financially, either how I engage with people, either the use of, of technology. So the other thing that I'll just, and it's going to dovetail into our next question. The other thing that I'll, I'll just quickly um, mention when, when, when we talk about, and, and Darren, I, I would love your feedback. When we talk about leaders and influence every single one of us are leaders, whether we're the leader in our family, the leader to our children, the leader in our household, the leader in our business, whether we're the leader on the sports team, you know, leader has, uh, you know, very, 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 you know, many definitions. Um, so if, if we look at, um, you know, now Derek, I think what will really resonate with our, with our audience is, in your opinion, what does a great leader look like? And, and, and what are the, the steps the great leaders are taking during a time like this
1: so a, a leader is a common a calming force a stabilizing force like children the one thing they need from their parents more than anything is to feel safe and the people around you that you're responsible for leading need to feel safe and if you're Harry carry and you're stressed out and and you're uh, defaulting back to your bad habits that is going to be very 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 discontent concerning and disturbing to the people around you um, I, I, I was listening to the biographer of the book the, the, the Churchill autobiography or Churchill biography he, he was the he was the writer being interviewed. And he said, and the the interviewer asked, how do you think Churchill would would handle this crisis? Because Churchill obviously handled one of the greatest crises of of our human existence, leading Britain through uh, World War II and the blitzkrieg on London and all the rest of it. And he said, Churchill would, would always do three things when he would address the nation during a crisis. And I think all of us need to kind of consider this. So I'm gonna pass these forward to you because this is the way we, we all need to address our families, our teams, our clients. And, and it's the, it's these three things. Number one is um, he would always give a very sober assessment of the reality. He would address the, the brutal facts. Here's what we know, here's what we're, we're happening. We're in the depths of a crisis. Um, uh, the hardship that our country will face will will be the greatest of our lifetime. He would he he, you, you don't as a leader you don't want to deny the truth. You want to see it. You want everybody else to know that you see it, that you know it, and that as a result of knowing it, that you're going to be able to properly deal with it. Uh, Jim Collins in Good Great talked about the Stockdale paradox, the World War Two captain that was that was in in prison for for eight years and the paradox is is that um when asked who are the people that didn't make it out of the camps and he said it was the optimist <laughs> why did the optimist die <laughs> because they always thought that you know tomorrow this you know, by by christmas you know by easter or, oh by thanksgiving we're, we're, we're going to get out he says the first thing you have to do is you have to accept the brutal reality you have to deal with the brutal facts um, and then the second thing he said is that you, you never lose hope in the happy ending. But you, you, as a leader, you don't motivate through a crisis, you lead through a crisis. So that's number one is address the brutal facts. Okay, yes, this, this is the reality of the situation. Number two is to start painting the picture of what are the logical reasons to have hope. Uh, we're mobilizing the medical community we're throwing all the resources, all our available talent, all the amazing men and women as a part of the, the medical industry on the front lines. Um, we're, we're, we're double downing on manufacturing, whatever is there are logical reasons to have a, a sense of hope. How you as a leader stepping into the crisis to start to address, this, address it. it. Even in, in darkness, you want to start pointing the eyes of those that follow you towards the light now even if the light is at the end of the hallway under the crack of the door (laughs) still point the eyes in the darkness to that light number two is the logical reasons to have hope and number three is that rally cry that winston churchill was famous for and that is rally crying around the sense of purpose that he's calling upon and attaching it to people's identity that these are the times when we ha- uh, we have, we, were, we were born for we are Britons. we are strong we will endure we will survive and he would embolden his populace um and at the end of some of the the most terrifying speeches that i can't imagine a leader would have to make people would jump from their couches or their chairs and and pump their fists emboldened once again. And that was the brilliance of, of Churchill, but you can't do it by, by going to a rally cry first. You have to address the brutal facts. Here's the here's the reality as we know it. Here are the logical reasons why you can have hope. And here's what we need to do as a team, as a company, as an enterprise, as a group of people bound together for this mission and, and, and leave them with a sense of of uh, a reinvigorated sense of purpose and and personal identity to do your all even through hardship. So we're all, Gary, way more capable as leaders than we allow ourselves to be. And it just takes a leader to step forward um, in order to to see how even us who feel very ordinary can be extraordinary. And and that's the job of the leader. That's why we need leaders is that to to help all the uh, of us who feel ordinary, feel our extraordinary capability is possible. Mm -hmm. So, and and, and that's what we we need to do. And whether that is in your industry or in your company or in your Mm -hmm. peer group or in your your Mm -hmm. family at home, that's what we all need to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Uh, You know, one of the things that I've been saying and I've been pushing it and anyone in our network probably knows this already, uh, but there is nothing more important than just picking up the phone and every person that you've ever you know, done business with or tried to do business with or every past referral source or anyone who helped you, you know, start from the oldest to the newest that you haven't spoken to and just reach out and check in and hey, how are you doing? And what's going on and how are you managing? And we've been creating a lot of great resources. Have you seen those? Can I share those with you right now? Uh, and, and that's a really good time, Darren, to just identify what you just said. Like, this is a, a difficult time. I get it, I'm feeling it myself and my own family. Uh, you know, might be an opportunity, you know, for you to, uh, you know, set up a buffer if you need us for anything. If you have questions, if you want links for the federal programs, if you want links for the mortgage deferral program, uh, that's what I'm here for. And it's not a call to generate business, although, you know, some of it will come because people do need your help. But it's just a call to check in. And, and I honestly believe that when you do this, and you do this regularly down the road when this is all behind us, they're going to remember, oh my goodness, my mortgage professional called me and just checked in and was there to guide me and and actually gave a shit. Uh, And I think that's, that's so powerful. And, you know, and so often we forgot to do those, those simple things and they are so easy, but they are the exact epitome of a leader and what you were just expressing there. So uh, thank you for that there. So if we, you know, we're at home now we're settling in now, it seems to be in the last month people are starting to understand this is our new reality. We don't know how long this is going to last for it could be a few more weeks it could be a few more months uh you know who knows um but for anyone in business today we're sitting at home can you give us some steps that you believe uh we should be taking to make ourselves the most productive going forward where should we start there
1: you really nailed it in your last comment gary um that's what it is you you know there might not be people that are buying houses selling houses or or asking for mortgages at this moment uh that does not mean that this isn't the time of greatest opportunity and where you should be guarding every minute of the day and being as productive as possible, doing what it is that you just said. And that is that is what I challenge my team to do. Proactively reach out to all the relationships that you have through business. Check in, make an emotional deposit. Uh, let them know that our organization cares about them, reaffirm their connection to our community, offer any support that you can, even if it is only emotional support. And don't just go out there saying, Can I help you? You know, what can I help right. you with? Do what you just said offer specific ideas of things that you have as resources that can be helpful, that you mm-hmm. were thinking about them and thought this might be useful for their particular situation. Like, don't make them think about how you can help them come to them with thoughts or ideas that would be useful to them become their most trusted and valued resource particularly now now is the time when they're looking for answers they have oh, problems sure. they have fears they have they have worries i would say to put it simply measure the success of your day by the number of emotional deposits you make into other people's lives like keep track of it mm-hmm. keep a tick mark on your uh, on, on your notepad how many people have you made an emotional deposit into today uh, as a resource as their trusted advisor Uh, and again it might only be to remind and demonstrates to people that you care Uh, and as you mentioned the need for your services will naturally arise out of the conversation or later when the pandemonium subsides they will remember those conversations that uh, they had with you. And um, it's like people, people remember who shows up when they're hurting, right? Mm. People remembers the people who show up to the funeral more than they remember who showed up to the wedding. Right. <laughs> See, like that, that that's when, when being a human being matters, wow. when demonstrating that you care matters the most. most. Mm. And even if, like some people, are like, well, my business is shut down, or I don't have a job, I've been furloughed or laid off, then your new job is to retool yourself. Your new job is growth. Mm-hmm. So set a work schedule that you operate by to go uh, educate yourself on your next move, plan and prepare your comeback coming out of this crisis. That that's your that's your job now. Treat it like one, uh, and to hearken Churchill again, Churchill would say, never waste a good crisis. This is such an opportune time to be a leader, to be uh, a solution provider, to be a contributor in people's lives, to deepen the emotional connection you have with relationships that that matter, uh, not just personally, but professionally that Mm -hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the reason why I'm doing this with, with you, Gary. You, right. You're a, a valued uh, relationship. And when you, when you ask in times like this, I know that my saying yes in this time is going to matter more now than it, than it would have otherwise. And mm-hmm. this is worth it for me to, to make that investment, to, to make that contribution, to, to, to be there when, when people uh, need you the most. So I would mm-hmm. just say measure your day by the number of emotional deposits you're making in other people's lives as, mm-hmm. as
0: their advocate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, guys, that that, you know, something that I think we've been really good at our team, but that's exactly it. And it's it's not only your past customers, it's your BDMs that have showed up, you know, and help you you know, and answer questions and emails, you know, at eight or nine at night, it's your underwriters, it's your referral sources, uh, it's your lenders. I mean, we've talked about it before there. Are so many people, managers often, you know, spend their day trying to correct people and point them in the right direction and, and say, well, you did it this way, but you could do it this way. And, and what leaders do and champions do is they actually walk around every day and find people doing something right right? And they're acknowledging them and tapping them on the shoulder and saying, oh my goodness, that was incredible. Right. Uh, and we get in the habit of trying to be constructive and helping people. And it's, you know, actually really detracts from those relationships. So now's a good time. And it doesn't matter, you know, what, who it is, but reach out, care, uh, you know, grab them by the heart and be sincere. I mean, obviously you're making phone calls and you're disingenuous. You heard me say it before, there's no value. It actually works against you. But if you really, really care, and it takes a minute and, or maybe it takes 50 or 20 minutes on that call It is such a good investment, uh, you know, for those relationships long-term there. We talk about, you know, we got something from uh, Brad Peterson in our group a few weeks ago, and I love the analogy. And he talked about uh, being a, a champion race car driver on an oval circuit. And he said, it is much more difficult to pass in a corner. You have to be much more skilled but those that take an opportunity, when you come into a corner as a race car driver, you break hard, whoa, just like we're breaking hard right now in business, you know, million people in Canada, you know, have claimed unemployment insurance in the last month. So we break hard, but now's the time as we go through that corner to pass and it takes more skills. But when you come out of this corner is, is, is when you're going to actually build champions and, and put yourself in the, winning, in the winning position. So if we talk about what champions do in times of, of crisis, in your experience and you've covered some of it already. So uh, if you uh, wanna move on, we can, but what do you think, you know, champions are doing differently than, you know, the average in a time like this? This is why
1: I'm most excited about this time, Gary. Uh, these are the times when there is, there's, there's such a great opportunity. Uh, Warren Buffett said it best when he said, when people are greedy, be fearful. And when people are fearful, be greedy, which means that right now people are fearful. Now is the time to strike. Now is the time of great opportunity. Opportunities are born now that weren't available before and won't be available later. This is a a window of time. Take advantage, Katie bar the door. Like, so I'll give you just some some classic examples of this. Back coming out of the depression in the 1920s, post cereal maker was the category leader by far. And then during the depression, they scaled their advertising way back, uh, which would seem like a logical thing to do when you're going through the middle of a depression. Well, their rival Kellogg um, was coming out with a new cereal called Rice Krispies. I don't know if you remember that, but Snap Crackle Pop, yeah, 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 yeah. gnome-like creatures, and uh, as re- and they doubled down on advertising. Well, uh, they grew thirty percent during the depression, and they came out as the category leader, and they have never been knocked off since. Wow. They would not have been able to do that if Post hadn't retreated in a depression situation. During the 1970s, uh, during the oil embargo by OPEC and the energy crisis, um, all of a sudden, you know, America had all these giant cars, but fuel efficiency became the thing. Well, VW, Volkswagen was perfectly positioned, but they got scared and they retreated and retracted a lot of their marketing and advertising. And that is when Toyota doubled down on their advertising spend. And sped right past VW to become the number one import car maker uh, coming to the United States by 1976, only a year after the recession had ended. During the 1990s recession, McDonald's got scared. They cut way back on their advertising spend. And that is when Pizza Hut and Taco Bell doubled down on their spend. So talk, uh, Pizza Hut went up 61%, Taco Bell went up 40%, McDonald's went down 20% eight percent and then in the last 2008 2009 recession when a lot of people got scared and pulled back on their marketing and advertising that's when amazon doubled down on their kendall e-reader and so cash strap uh consumers against seeing the new trend so that, well, they can buy books uh, less expensive and it was more convenient to carry the, uh, around so they doubled down on that well Coming out of 2007, their 12-year, 12-month uh, trailing of revenue was was 19 billion. 2019, it was 281 billion. But it was coming out and going and doubling down hard during the recession that really gave them that growth trajectory coming out of it. So I, I would say, act boldly. How, what, what, do you, what do champions do? They freaking act boldly, particularly when people are are fearful. When people are retreating, that's when they're running. Towards the, the the firestorm. So another great example. I, I just love uh, Elon Musk because he's such a ballsy guy, man. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the, the real Iron Man. So in September 2016, South Australia was experiencing an apocalyptic storm. I mean, they had a, a 80,000 lightning strikes, and two and two at least two tornadoes, um, and so it knocked out their um, energy grid and. They put 100, 1.7 million people into uh, uh, darkness. And so the Australian prime minister, what did he do? Well, he started to blame the state's current toward uh, turn towards uh, renewable energy, right? And so then a fierce debate uh, broke out. And that is when Elon Musk saw an opportunity to be bold, to be a light knight and make an audacious bet. So he said loudly on Twitter that he would deliver 100 megawatts of storage in 100 days or it would be Free. In other words, he would build the biggest battery farm the history's ever seen up to that point in a hundred days or it'd be free. If An Australian billionaire came out and said, are you serious? And he says, 100 days, 100 megawatts, or it's free. Can I be more clear? And so the Auster- uh, uh, Australian government um, uh, put together a, hundred, a $550 million energy plan. Elon Musk won the bid for it, and he delivered the 100 um, largest battery in the history of, of, of the world with 40 days to spare. Wow. And he was asked, he says, if you had lost the bet, what would it have cost you? He said, it would have cost me $50 million. He says, but I <laughs> knew we could do it. It wasn't It wasn't a risk, I knew we already had the tech i knew we already had the the facilities but he had to make his claim audacious he had to be bold he had to see an opportunity to step in and be a a white knight and so i'm just going to say to all of your network out there there are those opportunities for you Mm -hmm. to make an audacious bold move and like i said two to three x in growth you you can't even look at those opportunities it's got to be 10 to 100 x that's where the audacious Blue ocean opportunities are, and, uh, and that's what the championship, champion drivers uh, look for are those bold moves that are, are going to be the, the great separators between the, the once were versus those that will become.
0: Let me share a, a story uh, from our perspective as well, and thanks for that, Dare. In 2008, we were number four in market share our group, and in 2008, 2009, our world changed radically. We went through the global uh, credit crisis, and I remember the number. We lost 17 lenders in our space between the US lenders and the Canadian lenders inside of you know, a space of, of two weeks. And where everyone you know, typically was just you know, batting down the hatches and, and trying to ride out the storm, Uh, Chris and I looked at each other and we said, there's never been another opportunity, a better opportunity than, than this. And, and, you know, we increased our advertising spend and, you know, very similar, we put out a bunch of resources and we spoke to a lot of people. And in the next 18 months during that period, we went from number four in market share to number one in market share. And I truly believe that it's, it's, it's no different right now. You know, there's people on this, on this call that are you know that are doing a really, really great job, but you know they have higher aspirations and they want to do more in their community or their city or their province. Or you know, uh, you know, there's more there that's that's available to them. Um, and I, And I think you know now is is as you said that time to double down and and a lot of that just begins by you know some um, self reflection looking at you know your messaging, looking at you know what you 're doing in your community, looking at your community involvement and and you know and how solid it is, and looking at those uh, valuable resources and making sure that you nurture uh, and foster those relationships um, and and how you do that, I think that the one step that separates the ordinary from the extraordinary is I think you you are constantly and this leads to our next question there so there's a method behind my madness but you are constantly working on self-development it's it's like and some have heard me say it before it's like champions you know don't you know start doing personal development and do it once it's not like a warm bath where you know you come out and you cool down very quickly it's a lifelong pursuit of personal development it's constantly learning And, you know, it's always the top performers who are at all of the events who are, you know, who are are constantly engaged on, you know, uh, Zoom calls like this. So what I'd like you to do, you know, an NHL team plays, they lose, they study game tape. A golfer plays 18 rounds, a pro golfer, you know, has got an incredible coach. And then he goes to the range for two hours and, you know, after the round and two hours before the round the next morning this is a really important point, Darren, and this is something that I really want to, you know, use this as a gift to maybe ignite some people. Can you speak to personal development? There's so much information out there. Where do they start? You know, how, you know, like what's involved with that? Because there's a lot of people that say, oh yeah, yeah, I know that I've seen that I've heard that I've seen him speak, you know, and, 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 and to them, they actually, you know, are involved in personal development to a guy like you or a guy like me, probably, It's not personal development at all, right? They're just reading something that's inspiring. How do you take it one step further? So that's my spark and I'm feeding my mind from this day going forward so that I can truly become a champion through this.
1: Yeah, the problem that most people are faced with is not uh, consuming information. It's not consuming positive ideas or the fluffy motivational mumbo jumbo crap that you see on social media thinking that they're doing personal development. In actuality, I think people need to learn less and they need to study more. Um, they need to work on essential skills and that requires study, not just deluging yourself with uh, a thousand different voices saying inane nonsensical stuff that you don't do anything with anyway. Uh, so right now more than ever like if you're thinking like what's the essential skill that i need right now like it's it's called self-mastery um and learning how to self-manage learning how to keep yourself productive learning how to lead a team of people productively learning how to lead a family productively so that's the reason why knowing that now more than ever people really need essential skills and this essential skill that they need now more than ever um, is personal productivity and so we've taken our uh, insane productivity and, and made it available for free for 30 days so that people can experience it. They can get a result. They can see the evidence of a result before they even have to decide whether they want to continue with the installment plan and own the rest of the program. So, um, you can find it at darrenhardy.com forward slash gift, darrenhardy.com forward slash gift, and it'll give you free access into our training ball so that you can start to experience that program but it requires you taking a single-minded approach to focus on something i mean we're trafficking with the with with in flittering about with all sorts of shit, scrolling through instagram and facebook and thinking that we're learning you're not learning nothing's sticking nothing's changing your behavior nothing is changing uh your action nothing is 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 moving your life forward so i would say we need to learn less and, and and we need to study more um another we've also taken all the books that i've produced and made them free so you can get the compound effect for free you can get the entrepreneur roller coaster book for free i mean we're trying to make these resources available to people easily in a time when they need them the most this is at the compound effect.com and this one's at rollercoasterbook.com and it's free okay so this isn't a freaking commercial like how can you be give a commercial free right so um the, you want, you want to approach personal involvement this way. There's, there's, two, there's two things that you want to be doing simultaneously. One is, is that you want to do that study to work on essential skills. And a skill requires that you learn something, you try it, you now see that you don't know it, you go back and learn it again, you try it, you iterate, you improve, you grow, you practice, and you, you evolve yourself to mastery. That's, a, that's study. Right, that's training. Like there's a big difference between education and training. If you don't if you want clarity stark clarity, imagine your 16-year-old daughter comes in and says, "I'm taking a sex education class." You'd be like, "That's great, honey. You should do that." But imagine if she walked in the room and says, "I'm taking a sex training class." <laughs> See, that's a whole different level of engagement, and that's what what we need with essential skills. We need training. We don't need education. We're overwhelmed with freaking education. We need training that's going to build essential skills, change habits over time. Okay. That's one thing you need to be doing is pick something. One thing like take all the crap, pick one, focus on one, decide on one. I don't give a crap what it is. I think you should do insane productivity, but that's me and I'm biased. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving it to you for free.
0: And we've done it by the way, guys, some of us have done it. It is incredible. I mean, I get, I get emails all the time from people that have said, and it's free right now. You should be taking advantage of this.
1: Second thing is, is you need to constantly be nurturing your mind. Uh, no matter how positive you are, how optimistic you are, you're, you're trafficking amongst human beings and they're gonna put dirty water in your cup, so to speak, right? It, the, the media that's out there, the conversation, just all the things that are bombarding you, it's gonna put dirty water into your into your cup. You've gotta have a source that flushes that on a regular basis. That's why I created Darren Daily, which is every morning, just one idea or a tip, to ignite your mind to start looking for the looking for the light in the darkness looking for the positive expectations throughout your day Uh, you're not studying it you know you're not taking it out to the to the practice range and then you know hitting a thousand balls with what it is that you learned it's just something to refresh your mind kickstart your day to look for out in the abundance of many things the one thought or idea that can have a positive influence on your day that day so so there's study, and then there is uh, nurturing, which is just continuing to, to flush your mind. You need, you need both, and I would suggest that you try to figure out a trusted voice, somebody that you have esteem for. And, and even when I was running a television network or running Success Magazine, all the thought leaders we're all buddies and friends of mine. They all sent me their shit because they wanted it presented on our television network or in their magazine. I had to vet and read and prepare for interviews. So I had to go through it all, but I always just went back to like one or two people when I was actually uh, wanting to nurture my mind or I was wanting to refine my skills because they were the credible, grounded, trusted, Voices that I relied upon. So I would suggest that you you do that too. You know the the paradox of choice. The 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 things that that cause our mind to freeze and not make any progress is when we are overwhelmed with complexity. And so you you've got to proactively move away from complexity and move away from the overwhelm by by making uh, very conscious selections selections on what it is that you are going to use as a constant flow of nurturing your mind and who are you are going to listen to to go double down on those essential skills. So that, that would be my advice in that category.
0: Awesome. Really appreciate that. Such great feedback. Uh, we're going to wrap down here in just a few minutes there. How are you on time? You got a few more minutes? Sure. Awesome. Great. Uh, so I'm going to just quickly uh, mention, and, and thanks Darren for explaining it actually way better than I could have. Uh, but if you're on this call right now and you want a, a, you know, an inspirational, very uh, thought-provoking, nourishing piece, um, you know, that you can put into your mind every single day, and it's free, and it's five days a week, Uh, please sign up for DarrenDaily.com, DarrenDaily.com. A lot of us are on it already, and I've heard such great feedback, and many of you signed up for this call. Uh, We're so excited because you've been listening to Darren five days a week for, uh, for some time now. Those who haven't, I promise you, it's a real simple, easy start, and you'll absolutely love it. Um, there maybe the last thing that I'll, I'll, uh, sort of end with on here. And there's been different pieces that we've hit already, but you know, you've, you've coached and mentored and interviewed, uh, some of the most inspirational people in the world. Uh, you have interviewed and featured, as I said, uh, Titans captains of, of industries. Um, and you know, you surround yourself and you, you know, coach top performers all the time can you give us uh your you know i don't want to catch you off guard here but your top five undisputable attributes of a top performer are a top leader what are the top five attributes bar none these guys have this these girls have this
1: yeah so and i don't care whether you're branson or jobs or welch or buffett or what have you the the this this is what i was okay number one is that they are consummate learners A, number one is they are always looking for the edge. Uh, Steve Jobs is famous for uh, walking around his office, there's gotta be a better way, there's gotta be a better way, there's gotta be a better way, there's gotta be a better way. And so he was constantly learning and growing and challenging himself mentally, emotionally, physically, and and the rest of it. So number one is they're, they're constant learners. This has been my key to success. I mean, I got one semester of college, right? I came from a dysfunctional family You know, uh, there's no reason for me to be in the position that I'm I'm in. I've been in a dozen different industries, none of which I was ever educated for, trained for. Mm -hmm. uh, Should have been in by anybody else's uh, standards. But because I am such a uh, avid learner, uh, it always gave me an advantage. I could always figure out my way because of that growth mindset, because of that commitment to constant and never ending improvement. I was able to rise them in, in, in an industry that I came into completely cold without, without any experience or training for. Second thing is they have an indomitable drive. If there's one thing I wish I could manufacture, if there was a pill I, I, I could dispense, I guess, besides the uh, uh, COVID cure at this point, yeah. <laughs> the, the pill that I would manufacture is, is desire. Like I, I wish more people were uh, hungry and had that that indomitable drive to be better to do more to contribute greater and so forth and, and and these guys and gals had that indomitable drive if you don't have that fire burning in your belly like if right now if you're not if you're not seeing how this can be a time of uh, of greatest opportunity that that you're fired up about making this your finest hour that you want to be proud of how you showed up in this time of crisis, I don't know what to do to help you. I, I don't know if, if what we're talking about doesn't shake you by the shoulders. If it doesn't stir your freaking heart a little, I, I don't know what to do to, 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 to help you. So they had indomitable drive and the and hunger. Uh, the third thing that they had was focus. Um, we only have so much time, energy, effort, resources. Uh, we don't have so much life force. And they, they got great at learning how to control their attention control their time and find their leverage uh, so that they don't get one-to-one results. They got one to 50, one to 100 hundred, one to a thousand, one to 50,000 uh, return on effort. And, and so that's why I'm so insistent on now's the time for people to double down on their insane productivity. Now's the time when those hundred X opportunities are available to you, but you gotta know how to do it. It's a skill. It's not something you learn. You don't come, a baby doesn't know how to focus. <laughs> Toddlers don't know how to focus. I don't know if you've noticed or not. It's a a trained skill. And these guys and gals uh, got really, really good at controlling their attention and finding their focus. The fourth thing is, is that they thrive on failure. You can call it failure. You can call it uh, growth. You can call it improvement. You can call it iterations. Uh, I mean, Branson's got a portfolio of incredible failures. I mean, you you all remember Virgin Cola and, Virgin brides and Virgin cars and Virgin cosmetics and Virgin vodka and Virgin Virgin. I mean, there's a whole shelf of deaths that that he's created. Elon Musk has been on the brink of bankruptcy. How many how many times now? I mean, how many rockets did he explode? Like <laughs> yeah, NASA is not equipped to um, experience as many failures as Elon uh, was was willing to experience. I mean, he he had some epic epic uh, failure, but as a result of it. Uh, he's, you know, he's the guy that might get us to Mars. Uh, Bezos is got a billion dollars in, in failures that he's accumulated. Uh, dumbass stuff, pets.com and Amazon auctions and jungly and a bunch of stuff that he put hundreds of millions of dollars into that were, were failures. But he said, if you don't want to do anything innovative, you know, don't, don't ever do anything new. Like so he has a tolerance for it. And, and again, I, it doesn't have to be like you're pursuing failure and all the rest of it. it's like you're pursuing growth you're pursuing experiments like I just call them a life experiments and some experiments are gonna be are gonna pay off and some experiments aren't and, and you don't actually kind of have a you kind of don't care either way as long as you're learning and growing through them and, and, and so that that would be the fourth and the fifth thing is is that they have an amazing support team so Gary you know you, you're a force of nature I've described you that before you, you're you a, a ball of fire and energy and and you've an amazing passion and energy and but i tell you I, I you would you've i know that you attribute a significant amount of your success because you have surrounded yourself with some amazing people your Absolutely. team at is what makes makes it all happen like you've got the magic you know you got the vision you've got the the crusading charisma but man if you weren't surrounded by a strong support team that would just so be true. it would just be Freaking mess! (laughs) Just chaos. You got it. Chaos without order. It'd be mayhem, right? You imagine? (laughs) But that's what these great guys and gals did. They went and found great people, and because they were great people themselves, great people would would follow them, and great people wanted to be part of what they were about. So it's your it's your personal team. It's your associations. Uh, Gary is 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 one of our what we call dirty dozen. It was just a group I put together. I needed friends friends who were high caliber, who thought like I thought and had the same kind of ambition. And so I took a lot of the people that I have met and mentored over the the many decades and selected my favorites and Gary's is one of them. And I need it for me because those are my associations that challenged <laughs> me to rise to the equation. For many, for the in the very beginning, Gary, of, of this crisis, the only people that I were feeding resources to, sharing what I was sharing with my team was the, the Dirty Dozen group because uh, you know, those are, those are my peeps that they, I I not only want to contribute in in their lives, but they're the ones that are bolstering me. They're the ones that are holding me to a higher standard. Even if it's in my head, it's like, it's got to be worthy of these, these guys and gals that, that, that are part of this inner circle. So that is the fifth thing is they surround themselves by really great people, not just the people who work for them, but their peer group, their mentors, their advisors, they make the investment in being around, uh, uh, the right associations that are going to take them to the next level
0: wow dare you know what? i can't thank you enough i mean uh it is such a a privilege to to feature you today and i know how busy you are and i know how you've been called on by so many during this time and you know i am i am living proof that you know uh find someone that can influence the way you think to drive your habits to make changes to be you know, passionate, and and I think you know, as we all know, just just be a good person. And you know, uh, if you're not, it always eventually reveals uh, itself sooner or later. And and you have been instrumental, uh, Darren. I promise you, instrumental in in my life. And you know, uh, that that DD, that Dirty Dozen group. Uh, some of these guys have become our dear friends, and we've been communicating all the way through this. And you have shared so much uh, with me personally. And I want to make sure that. Uh, you know, and your team knows the A team, which, you know, thank you for the accolades and comments on my team and our group. And we are very, very lucky. We have the best people in the Canadian mortgage space, uh, but also to your amazing A team, to Kylie who helped set this up. Um, if you if you enjoyed this, this last, you know, sort of 70 minutes uh, and you want to reach out and you want to, you know, thank Darren. I want to give you a couple of his social media handles. Uh, his Twitter is at Darren Hardy. Uh, his instagram is uh at darren j darren j hardy on instagram and his facebook is facebook.com forward slash darren hardy fan forward slash darren hardy fan Uh, and and the darren daily that we spoke of and and you know i want to be really clear with this darren did not ask for anything i called him up and he said gear he said i'd love to help you i said i know what's going on right now he was so generous uh, and, and I just, you know, I wanted to share Darren with you because, you know, I think for a lot of you, it's going to be the spark, you know, that, that ignites, you know, this desire for lifelong learning as he just went through. And that wrap on those, on those five top undisputable attributes of a top performer of a leader, uh, was, was incredibly awesome. If you're on this call, uh, before we hang up also, please reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, let us know what you thought of the call uh, I do a lot of this stuff, um, you know, as much as, as much as I can. And um, we love to hear the feedback, good, bad, indifferent. In uh, Darren, I owe you big time, dude. You got a, a huge deposit in the bank. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being uh, one of the most powerful leaders in, in the world today. Uh, and thank you, most importantly, for caring. I'll reach out afterwards uh, there, but uh, thank you again, guys. Can't wait to hear and get on that Darren daily because it will change the way you think at the start of every day going forward. Appreciate it, pal.
1: Bye-bye.